previously on Starlight Outer Worlds. Landon made his way into Larsa City to recuperate at the hotel. Not far away, an explosion rocked the neighborhood, triggering a curfew order from the police. Outside of town, Elta and Kennard were headed back from a late-night bike race. Eager to avoid the police and their roadblocks, they took the scenic route. But there was another group that had the same idea. Larsa City. It's nighttime, but the buildings downtown have lights on, and along one of the main roads is a military blockade with flashing lights stopping people on their way back home because they're supposed to be in curfew and headed back to their residence. We continue to move further back and away from the downtown part of the city, across uh, fields uh, towards some of the more industrial area, and there are low bushes, high grasses, and uh, a couple of figures on a grav skimmer. As we come down closer, we see that they are stopped, Elta in the front, Kennard sitting in the back seat, and three or four meters away, there are dark figures with flashlights, headlamp, one in a hand, one flashlight on the end of a long rifle, because they are pointing weapons at our heroes. And one of them has just said, Stop right there. I think I raised my hands up. Whoa there. Like, you know the cops are right behind us. We've got to keep our heads. Like, don't don't make any loud noises. <laughs> like gunfire is <laughs> a loud noise. We draw attention. And I don't think either of us want that right now. There's a little bit of rustling between them. And in the dark, it's a little hard to see what they're doing because the lights are in your eyes. But they seem to be conferring, but you can't hear it. And then one of them starts speaking through a computerized device. Mm. Yes, very smart. We don't want to make a commotion. Get off the bike. Mm. There's this motion as they continue yeah. to, to do something, and then you hear an addendum. By the way, this is a silencer. As you look down, oh. and you see that the long rifle coming up the middle that some, one of them is holding, this is a, a military mm -hmm. rifle. Uh, with a silencer on the end. Do I get off the bike? I kind of turn to Kennard, like, you think we could talk to these guys? Like, or should I run for it? <laughs> I would like to assess whether they are likely to harm us if we get off our bike. Mm. Are we better off running than trying to negotiate with them? Yeah, so let's, let's do an assess when you attempt to uh, discern more about an interesting situation or item. All right. Sess uses logic, and I have two logic. That's 11 plus 2, 13. So on a 10 plus, ask one question from the list, and then the GM also chooses one. What can I use to my advantage? Uh, and to add context, I assume that we would like to leave this situation quickly and with the minimum of conflict. Okay. You are picking up on Elta's line of reasoning, which is... They are clearly not wanting to be caught either. 
and they are probably in an even more desperate situation than you two are. I'll give you another one here. Uh, so what's hidden or false? So as a little bit of discussion starts to happen, you have a little bit of extra time to scan uh, the situation, and and you see that there are three of them pointing different weapons at you. You can see the weapons and the, and the lights, but there are three of them, and there is one person on the ground. And the person on the ground is like a large figure and is clearly wounded. And there doesn't seem to be any vehicle that they came in. Not nearby, anyway. They seem to be doing the same kind of thing that, uh, that you are and really trying to uh, stay off the roads and, um, you know, avoid detection. That gives me what I need. So I will speak up and say, it seems that both our parties do not wish to remain here and do not wish any trouble. So perhaps we could arrange an exchange of services. If you agree to let us continue to our destination, before we leave, we will help you by taking your injured comrade on our vehicle to the location of your desire. Well, it looks like you're trying to influence someone's actions using manipulation or charm. Because he didn't assess, does he get a... But yeah, you get a, a plus subtle as you try to convince them, and you get that plus one bonus. Well, I've got a subtle of one. That's a four, five, six. I actually have an idea of how to help. Okay. I can kind of amend and say, and we're in the trade of getting things places that people need them without seeing. Like, if you have a person or something that you need off planet, we're leaving town pretty soon, and I've got a smuggling ship. Certainly something that they would listen to, so yeah. help or interfere. I think I like... It's either subtle or soul, but you can use soul if you want, because you really seem to be like... You're, you're, tell, you're telling the truth. You're not trying to really manipulate them. You're trying to connect with them. Yeah. Have a plus one soul. Pretty good. Something. Okay. That's a 12 with my plus one. Nice. So... That gives you a plus two to help out Canard, which pushes you into the seven to nine. Very nice. No experience this time, Canard. And so uh, on a seven to nine, they'll do it, but only if you give them supporting evidence, compromise, or a favor first. I mean, supporting evidence is that we're driving through the dark during curfew, trying to sneak past the police. Like, you don't do that if you're a big fan of the law. um, It seems like they're going to need a little bit more. Yes, we noticed that you were already trying to be sneaky, but it might just be easier if we take the bike for ourselves. Well, do you even know how to drive this thing? It's not easy to handle. It's a racing bike. It's not one of the auto carts. We do not care about your ship, but thank you for the offer. We need to get this person to another location. Well, assuming that your concern for your comrade is priority, how about... Elta will take your comrade to the destination of your choice, and I will remain with you until you're assured they, they are safe. Uh, because you guys are comlinked and stuff. That's true. We'll take our chances with our own pilot. Get off the bike now. You two will stay with us as one of us pilots our friend to safety. I don't think that's how that's going to work right now. I'm fast. If you care about your friend, you should let me take them. I don't want to get caught by the cops right now, but I think you guys have a lot more to lose than we do. I can just scream. 
you can shoot me, but I can just scream. I'm happy Ooh. to take your friend, but it seems like time's of the essence. So I think we should just hurry this up. Fine. You, one of them says, pointing to Canard with a laser pistol. They wave it and tell you to get off. I'll get off. So there's a bit of rigmarole with people <laughs> trying to get this huge male Ronick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the oversized yeah. ones. And figuring out how to kind of get him in, in the back seat, yeah. strapped yes. in. Yeah. And then they give you some coordinates for you to head to. Okay. And it is, it's not close by. And they also say, you're going to return here after you're done. And then we will send you new coordinates to pick up your negotiator. Mm. Private VL, communicate. This is acceptable. Well, stay safe. Okay. See you soon. I'll get your friend where he needs to go. So, Canard, you are with three people that basically sh- push you down on the ground and um, <laughs> face down Aww. while they while they you know continue to communicate with each other, and they seem to be doing something subvocally, whatever, and so you're you're not able to really catch it, but they're making some new plans. And Elta, you are slipping away Mm -hmm. through the brush and the low trees. I take off. I I don't know. I don't want this person to die. How messed up are they, out of curiosity? Like They're pretty messed up. Like the bullet wounds or something or No. That's a good question. You'd have to stop and take a closer look at them. Mm. You just know that there was a lot of there was kind of like multiple blood streaks on them. Some lacerations, Mm -hmm. gashes. Yeah. No, I think my my goal is just to get get them where they need to go and then get back and get Canard as soon as I can. Okay. You know, so what you're going to end up doing is kind of skirt the city again okay. in the opposite direction, cross over some main roads, but probably not too busy at night. Mm-hmm. Um, have to keep an eye out for the roadblocks again, and then it's a little ways out of town uh, toward more of the um, agricultural center. There's various buildings and resources they have out there. As you look at the map, you kind of know roughly the area. Okay. If this guy dies on the way, you are hosed. Yeah, that's also why I'm trying to go very fast. Mm-hmm. The, you're going to need to light up the engines for this because your battery is almost drained. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I guess I go as far as I can to get away from the cops. You've seen a few roadblocks in the distance. Okay. They they can't. There's not like a big cordon. You, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of ways to get through this. So you've kicked in the engines, mm-hmm. and you're racing sort of outside the city, sort of parallel to the crescent. And then pretty quickly, you're getting to the outskirts, mm-hmm. where there's some larger warehouses and industrial buildings and th- this kind of thing. And you see some some lights off in the distance, and you're going to have to thread the needle past a couple different roadblocks. It looks like you're not following the roads. You're sort of you have to figure out where to cross this road, go through some low scrubby trees again, and... Is this... This is maybe weird, but is this a fly right move? I'm going to start you with an avoid notice. That makes sense. Is that sense. fair? Okay. See how this goes. Minus one. That's an eight. Okay, great. Seven to nine. Pick one. You're in, but your presence is under scrutiny. Or nobody is onto you, but you've encountered an obstacle partway in. Hmm... I think because I'm going for speed here, I'm going to pick that I'm in, but they're on to me. I'm hoping to avoid obstacles and get this person into wherever I'm taking them, presumably okay. medical care. 
Great. You do it. And you are nervous, but you basically have to go across some open ground. And if they're looking in your direction, they're very likely to have seen something kind of and probably some uh, some light from the mm. from the engines. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're maybe you're trying to finesse things a little bit, like yeah. turn off turn off the engines, a battery. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but you definitely you have quite a bit of distance from them, but mm-hmm. you you see this as you in the distance, they're almost out of view, and then then you see this vehicle. It's like a wheeled. I'm thinking like a military Humvee type mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. transport, and they are. All of a sudden, it's starting to move and do its, mm, do turn its turns. Turn off towards me. Yeah. yeah. But you are hauling ass. <laughs> now, I mean, you're, you're past them, <laughs> yeah. and now you're, you can pick up speed. I think your goal was to get there pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and you do so. Okay. I... So there's a little cluster of buildings, like a few little commercial buildings. Like Think of it almost like a truck stop. Okay. There's a few different services mm-hmm. and various other vehicles parked around there, too. Okay. I... I go where it looks like there might be people, I guess. Did they give me more detailed instructions once I got there of like There's a there's a figure, a humanoid, probably human figure that kind of comes out from the corner of one of these buildings and is gesturing to you. Mm-hmm. They've got a black mask over their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they bring me in. I I kind of say to him as I pass like, "Hey, there might be someone <laughs> following up behind." I don't think security's knows what that I went through, but I think Someone might have seen a little bit of something. Heads up. Well, give us a little diversion, will you? And just mm. this woman's voice is a little encouraging, a little mm. plaintive, uh, a little pleading in, in her voice. And she guides you over to the side, and she's quickly unstrapping him in the skimmer. Probably takes two people to get yeah, this guy Yeah, I'd probably sure. help moving him inside or something a little bit. Yeah. Um. There's, a, there's a back door. Someone else is, like, opening up this back door. Fine, fine. Just get out of here. Okay. The other voice. I, yeah, I guess I'll I'll get out of there. I'm not really sure how to do this, but my thought is like I kind of take a wide arc around as I kind of like am looping back towards the city and basically intentionally try to stir up a big dust cloud mm. to kind of mask my exit and then sort of loop around back and try and make my way back towards town. And then I'll hopefully <laughs> be a little more careful. That's a great idea. You sort of you look at the map and you look at your surroundings and you calculate a little path that you want to take, this sort mm-hmm. of a uh, circuitous path that will create some confusing signals about your trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. Face danger. Okay. Oh, and that's plus two. That's an eleven. Okay, that's great. So you do it, no problem. You kick up all these confusing dust trails, and as you kind of start your way back, coming wide, they're still on the road, and they're sort of slowing down. So you manage to distract them, and then at the right moment, you know, kill your engines and just go into battery, and then like nice and slow, long arc away from the road, and you're headed back. So you've avoided them. I think I head back into town, but maybe a little slower and a little more carefully. You distracted them from their roadblock. Mm-hmm. So you have a little bit easier time coming back into town. Nice. Mm. Threw off their patrol route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you're approaching near where, where you left your compatriot, mm-hmm. Canard, and the other people. 
and you get a little message on your comm. It's got new coordinates farther out of town. Farther out of town again? Well, I guess I keep going. I can't just leave Canard. I want a nap, though. So, on that note, let's cut to Canard. Canard? Yes. So, after a moment of them conferring, they haul you up back onto your feet, and they put you in front of them, facing away, and just have you walking, leading the way. All right. While they're walking me to whatever the destination is, I'd like to scan and see if there are any devices that they're using or carrying that I might be able to manipulate. Nice. That's great. You're scanning. Uh, They're actually being pretty smart about things, it would seem. They've been turning off their comms when they're not using them, like totally off. But the things that you detect, like, they seem to have some of their weaponry is military-grade hardware, and it's either not connected or it's hardened. One thing you do detect, they seem to have some some kind of jamming device that is a little bit more off-the-shelf or illicit. All right, I won't do anything right now to cause them any worry, but I'm going to keep that in mind. Okay, yeah, so you proceed, and then pretty soon you get into a slightly more um, built-up area, kind of these larger industrial buildings and, and tanks and like some kind of processing facility or whatnot. Big pipes... Uh, classic. Classic. Yeah, yeah, classic. I don't know what it does. Um, and they tell you to just, like, stop and wait there and, you know, get down on your knees. All right. <laughs> it's not any more uncomfortable for you, I imagine. No. <laughs> and one of them is staying back with you, uh, keeping you facing away from them. And then the other two are sort of seem to be wandering a little bit away, 10, 15 meters, and conferring amongst themselves. All right, I'll, I'll check again. Is there anything in, in the area, since we're in an industrial area, that I can connect to? Yeah, this is like a, a factory of sorts, chemical processing or something like that. And it's got some normal security to keep people from messing with it. Are there any uh, security cameras that I could tap into to get a view of what they're hear or see what they're doing? As you look around, they, it seems that they brought you to a point, and them, that is that doesn't have cameras. But there is a camera system. All right. Well, I'll tap into it and see what else is around here. Okay. So this is probably more ghost of the machine, right? Where I can project myself into a device or frame and just kind of operate it directly as opposed to one of us. Hmm. Right. I would like you'd be be talking talking to the security system and I'd be trying to get it to tell me stuff rather than actually observing things directly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, go to the machine. When you transfer your programming into a new device or frame, inhabiting it and leaving your old frame inanimate, roll daring, and you get an amount of hold if you're successful, and you can use that hold to perform actions using that the device you're inhabiting. If I mess up, I get trapped yep. in that system. And it does <laughs> something for you. It and it, des- it decides to you, do... Right? It, it, it basically gets the hold on me to do something with yeah. my body. Okay. I love it. Yeah, let's uh, see how that goes. And so you're able to do go work over short distances on to connect with networks. So maybe we established mm-hmm. that, right? Okay. Yeah. I think there'll be kind of this difference between like military grade and just consumer half-assing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So go ahead and roll Ghost in the Machine. I have a daring of zero, Ooh. so it's just the dice. Ooh, Eleven. The <laughs> dice are kind. Okay. So one and ten plus. Hold three, and for each of those, I can spend one for one, perform an action unique to your 
you know, new body, access encrypted information, uh, or perform a routine action your form specializes in. Taking a plus one to the roll. So I just want to look at the the feed of the security cameras to see what's around there. Specifically, is there any security patrolling that might create complications for what's going on? So just to point out, you're connected to the cameras, but you can also see other parts of the system like locked doors or motion sensors. You seem to be on some sort of like, you're sort of like on the outskirts of this thing. And there's, there's actually like buildings and doors and fences a little bit closer in. Hmm. These are like outbuildings and tanks and things. What does it feel like, Kadard, to do that? Because that seems like a weird, like, I'm curious what that experience is, is like for you. If that's, if you have an affinity for your frame or if it... it it's um, what I assume uh, organics refer to as an out-of-body experience. I, I'm no longer experiencing the usual inputs of my uh, normal frame and the unusual inputs and experiences of the new system I'm in can be stimulating and challenging to interpret. So it's trying to map itself sort of into your normal senses and experiences. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, and in fact, you know, there's like 20, all of a sudden you have like 20 eyes. Oh, all yeah. All of a sudden, like <laughs> looking down at the same, and, and, you're, and they're just coming at you at the same, mm-hmm. at the same time. And noises and the sort of the tension you can almost feel the physically this uh, the tension of like locked doors. So you were asking like there's if there was security around, yes. and sure enough, you see that there is. It looks like an automated bot that is moving around. It's in a different part, but it, it's slowly like coming through some of the buildings and headed your way. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a little right. bit of, there's a little okay. bit of time, but you can see that like oh yeah it's fa-, and then on the ground is almost like this dotted line, and you know right where it's gonna go. It's programming path. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Okay. And it, it will it will take you you know within um, earshot and maybe 12, 15 meters of where you are right now. Okay. And there's still one of these individuals near me watching me, right? Yeah. They've got me yeah. kneeling. They're making me face away from them. I assume while I'm transferred into this new device, I can't operate my regular body. Yeah, I think that's mentioned in the... It seems like it. They talk about when you spit your hold, you return to your original form. What's the first part of the trigger? When you transfer your programming into a new device or frame, inhabiting it and leaving your old frame inanimate. Yeah. Okay. I will attempt to like reroute it around from, away from the area that we are in. Yeah, I'll, use, I'll spend one of my... Okay. I had three hold. One was two get information, and I'm spending this second hold to attempt to do that, and you can tell me if that requires a roll or not. Yeah, you're going to need to spoof it to make it think that it's investigating something somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain level of independence that it's got, so you can't just uh, reprogram it from here. But uh, yeah, go for it. Let's do Mm -hmm. face danger for that. But you do get that plus one. So face danger, roll plus daring, which is zero, but plus one because of the original move. All right, that's 10 plus one, 11. You're on fire. I'm never going to advance. That's great. (laughs) So it's easy enough. You basically send false signals to it, and it follows its programming to go investigate them. And now it turns around. It's like got some kind of wheeled treads and it kind of rumbles back around and heads to the other side. All right. Then I'm going to return to my uh, original frame. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. As soon as you come back okay. into your body, yeah. you see yourself you're now on your side. Like oh, no. kneeling, <laughs> but on your side. Mm-hmm. And this this person over you is uh has this long rifle pointed at you mm-hmm. and is saying, Hey, answer me. Answer me. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. So I won't move the rest of my body, but I'll, I will rotate my head okay. until I'm, I'm facing toward him. Awesome. And, and I'll say, assuming that you wish to escape notice, I need to inform you that there is an automated patrol bot traversing this area. I have managed to redirect it temporarily, but you should complete your business here as quickly as possible. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. They're more surprised than like really doubting you so much. Very quickly. Follow me. Not too close. All right, I'll get it. And <laughs> and so they they hustle over. And actually, their voice is a little bit different. It's more like a follow me, but not too close. Uh, they're no longer using the modulator. Yes, and they join up with the other two, and they're they're on their comms, and then they're now they're just chitter chattering with each other now. And you're, all four of you are together, and they quickly assess your truthfulness here, and they decide it's not worth questioning. So they you're off and hustling away in another direction now. Do we get a better look at them? Or are they yes. still okay? Yes. Earn and trust. Check you out. Mm-hmm. So the one that was dealing with you, Canard, uh, the one with the long rifle and has a silencer on it, it's reptiloid and they're they're pretty covered up, but it's more they're more casual clothes. They do have something very quickly that they've been able to pull over their head. But you hear their voice. And then they come up to the others and you uh, they're both human. Again, kind of bundled up. One of them has a pistol, a laser pistol. Another one has a hand weapon that they keep close to them. And they're also, they seem to be backpacks and and other supplies as well. But they don't look military, uh, even though they have some military gear. And this may be what you gather right away from those two humans. And we can piece that together later if you uh, maybe investigate. Okay. So there, you're hustling away, moving you at a quick walk as they go to the new checkpoint. I will continue to scan, right, as we're, we're moving to a new location to make sure we don't encounter any new threats. Yeah. They seem to have changed their tack and are just going into, like, an open space that is not close to any buildings or other technical stuff and just finding, like, some leafier trees. As you've moved further inland, basically, the mix of vegetation becomes a little bit more varied and unpredictable. So hunkering down under it, trees they've decided is their best bet right now all right and they keep checking their comms their timepieces and then very very briefly you'll see them like click on uh, the comms to just get a little bit of get a message in and out and then they'll turn their comms back off all right i'll try and tap their comms when they're on so it's going to be tricky because it's rather encoded you know and they're using safe protocols and and such they're not speaking into their comms okay. at this point all right that's fine then at this point, I'm not concerned enough to actually take an aggressive action. I'm more curious to learn what I can about them, what they're doing. So if I hit that wall, then I'll, I'll probably just wait and observe whatever information I can gather. Okay. I think if you're going to interact with them a little bit or listening closely, let's do a read a person. I'll just assume that you're like copying little bits of data that are encrypted and maybe you can do research later. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. Sounds like something I would do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to read a person, which is role plus soul. I have no soul, so... It's rough. Uh, oh. Yeah. Three. That's one of six minus. The GM may have you ask one anyway. Um, and by the way, are you 
saying anything to them to guide the conversation at all? Not at this point. Okay. What are you... Yeah, so what's your question? What do they intend to do? So it's pretty clear that they are trying to escape from something, and it's related to the curfew, and that there has been some kind of explosion, and they're just really focused on getting out alive, it seems, right now, uh, and escaping. And the woman that seems maybe the most sort of in charge, a female human, has kind of stopped and has turned her attention to you. And all of a sudden, there's this look on her face. You can see, like, through this mask that she has. It's like an industrial thing that you would use like, when you were working or something. But it's covering her face. And you can see, though, the sort of just expression, just barely. And she's looking at you and saying, Wait, that thing is recording all of this. And before you can do anything, her hand comes up with the laser pistol and shoots you in the head. Oh my gosh, <laughs> take two harm. Hi everyone, this is Thad. I hope you're enjoying episode 9. Our main announcement this time is to let you know that we're changing our release schedule slightly. We will now be releasing twice a month on the second and fourth Tuesdays of every month. Uh, look for episode 10 on Tuesday, February 27th. You can find us on Instagram at Starlight Outer Worlds. If you like the show, please tell a friend uh, or leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. With that, I will see you next time. Thanks again for listening. I've got one shield. And your mark your experience. Thank you. Along with your harm. Okay, so then that becomes one harm, should be light. You also have one armor. Oh, one armor for the frame and embedded shield emitter, one shield. Yeah, the shield has to recharge, so it sort of blunts that initial damage and then after the scene or a certain amount of time. Okay. And there's a commotion as all the other ones, the other two, didn't quite expect this and they all just all like leap back from her. What do you do? I'll say, it's unfortunate that you chose to violate the terms of our agreement. Are they in range of my shock generator in near? Uh, near is pistol range. Oh, that's a good near, point. Near area, stun reload. Yeah. Are the tags? Near yes. area. Near area? <laughs> yes. Stun reload. It's one use. It's got to charge back up. It takes some time. It's like a capacitor bank or something. Right. All right. I'll, okay. use, I'll use my shock generator. What does that look like? <laughs> yeah. Um... If you had smoke coming off of your face plate. Oh, yeah. I imagine that, yeah, there's like maybe like just a little singeing mm-hmm. of my head, uh, just cosmetic damage. And there will be just like a bluish pulse I'll give off. Is it kind of from your skin from over everything or from a certain part of your body? I can't remember. Uh, there's there's like an area around my, my midsection that kind of looks like a belt, uh-huh. right? It's also where I'm jointed, but that would generate the uh, the shock pulse. So it seems like there's like arcing electricity through this whole area toward them. And every, yeah, in slow motion, they're raising their weapons 
and you were turning to face them and <laughs> starting your generator. So let's roll. Throw down. So cool. Throw down. So I've got negative one grit. You have like an LED face, is that right? The eye, my eyes are an LED matrix. You got like yeah. angry eyebrows or something? Or? <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> Color turns red. Nice. Angry eyebrows. Oh, ah, again, three minus one is two. Okay, uh, take an experience point. Out of six minus, take your harm or other trouble. So they bobble around a bit. The reptiloid that has the, the long rifle raises it super quickly and takes a shot. And so this bullet goes and just punctures right through your uh, chest plate. Ouch. For three harm. Three harm. Oh. So the one armor means I mark two boxes. No, you, right. you would mark oh. a moderate harm box instead. Moderate. Oh, okay. You'll mark a moderate box, and then if you were to take another two harm thing, because you don't have a box to fit in moderate, it would go into serious. The next one? Yeah. But you're at a minus one for um, things that require not having a hole in your body yeah. to really be good at. Punctured <laughs> is so your tag. You probably talk okay, All but right. yeah, what sort of tag should you write yeah. in that box? Punctured. Shot up. Bullet. Sure. Right. Cool. Importantly, the gun is silent, right? It wasn't yeah. a bluff. Not it a bluff. It out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's just a phew, and it makes more noise going through you, oh. probably. Ow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Than it did coming out of the gun. Do you feel pain? Uh, there's an, probably an approximation of it, it's right? Like a damage report. So it's a da- damage, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, so one of them is kind of stumbled back and shot wide and is reeling from the electricity from your stun. And the other one has, has also kind of like tried to move further away from uh, to get better position and is diving away from the uh, the field of electricity. So you kind of got two of them kind of snagged by it, and they're staggering back. All right. I will transmit to Elta that they've reneged on the deal and are trying to destroy me. And I'll move forward to grapple with the one that's not uh, taken out yet. At about this time, let's cut to Landon. You have been enjoying a rest on the roof of this hotel. And on your face, all of a sudden there's like, ploop, 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 ploop. It is starting to rain. I think that, yeah, Landon opens his eyes. The thunder or something kind of brings him to, to be a little more fully awake. Off in the distance, you all hear thunder. Coming in from the ocean. How much time have you spent on planets? Enough that I actually... Uh, rain is novel enough that it's kind of fun. It doesn't feel like a real storm yet or anything. It's just kind of like... Not yet. His eyes are a little closed and the rain hits him and it's just like, ah, this is what he imagines a spa to be like. Or something. Yeah. It's like, it's what but fishing is. You're, you yeah, go I mean, out and there's Your body water. is all aching, but you're sort of distracted. Yeah, as mm-hmm. you get this pleasant sensation of mm-hmm. like being in a... A nature's shower. Yeah, and I maybe feel a little bit better than I I did when I went to sleep. The smile disappears once I wake all the way and realize that I'm on a roof and I check my comm and the last thing I sent was, where are you? Curfew? Something along those lines. And I think maybe the sun hasn't quite risen, right? It's still dark. It's still dark, but like way off in the distance over the, the hills... Opposite the, the ocean. You think it's getting a little lighter. So dark on one side and it's a little lighter on the other. I think um, when he gets up and sort of a little bit gingerly and feels it as he has this compressing bandage around his chest, some other medical gear, and is sort of taking stock of how he feels. And looks around and I think sends a message to K- 
canard. I feel like Elta does not respond to messages as quickly as canard does. I'll probably write to them both, but he's going to write to canard first and sort of gather up his things. And the rain is picking up as you go downstairs to your um yeah to your room. And I think he's checking the rooms. It seems like they're not in. No one is in. Even not Chifchoff. Elta, not Chifchoff or Canard. So I go into the room and I undress and, and check the bandages and stuff and see how I'm doing and start getting ready for going back in because if they're not back, then maybe I have to talk to the cops or, you know, there's that bombing. Maybe there's something going on with that. Or maybe they just, Elta went partying somewhere and Canard's helping her not feel so hungover. I'm not sure. Okay. How are my wounds doing then? You've had enough time to, let's see, it's been like an afternoon and most of the evening. Yeah, yeah so it's been a good night of sleep. Let's say cross off one of those light wounds. Cross off punches. Yeah, I've still definitely got some bruising. Probably a couple of ribs are broken. You can definitely feel in changing shirts and sort of peeling off the armor and stuff. But got to do what you got to do. Do I hear anything back from either of you? So you both get messages on your comms. I think they just say, where are you? The tone is, I'm not mad, just disappointed. Hmm. I'd say, like, running errands, back in a jiff. I right. love it. Great. I just respond back with my coordinates. Okay. Nice. Direct. <laughs> see, I see you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, under yeah. a tree, just, like, outside the city. of like, scrolling the little map with two fingers, being, like, zooming out. All right. Once I see that response, I oh, throw yeah. my stuff on. Good point. And um, I head out the door. Okay. Elta, the wind is starting to pick up, although you're going faster than it, and it's starting to rain. It's fine. You've got a helmet. You've got the... I'm the, less the, fond of rain. <laughs> the, the, the windshield, you know, at the front of this thing. Yeah. And your cool it's, it's, jacket. it's open. I mean, it, it, I don't know if we've really described this, but it is definitely open on the sides mm-hmm. and the top, but it's a good windscreen in front mm-hmm. for aerodynamics. So you've just some message back to Landon, and you are racing toward the coordinates of Canard. And I got his help me there, destroying me or something. Oh, <laughs> an alarming message. I don't think he said help. They the... reneged in our deal and are attempting to destroy me. Well, did his electric field thing knock out the portable jammer? Because otherwise, we wouldn't have get those those pings, probably, right? They have not been using the jammer. And then too late, this woman realized that they should have been paying more attention to you. At least that's her perception. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were you were very clear about interfacing with networks, and they could have thought about the jamming thing. Like, it's just been taking a while to put it together, but... They've had a rough day. They, I suppose they have. I don't know. They're about to have a worse one. Yes. It was Canard's long, slow stare... <laughs> Not <laughs> scrutinizing the three of them until finally her paranoia took over. That's why you gotta blink sometimes. It's really important to human psyches. <laughs> okay, back to Canard. So a couple of them have stumbled off to the side. One of them has sort of managed to avoid getting stunned, and they're sort of stepping back and away to get some distance. The one that wasn't affected, I was gonna um, approach them to grapple. The one that wasn't affected has a yeah has like a hand weapon. You go after them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You charge after them, and it sounds like throw down. Yeah. And this moderate wound, is that going to be an issue here? Yes. I'll take a stress. Take a stress to avoid taking a penalty for your wound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sort of 
override the you have these natural safety systems that are like oh slow down you don't want to rip more things apart because your <laughs> systems are kind of certain interior systems are failing mm-hmm. okay override continue all right so throw down mm-hmm. roll plus grit mm-hmm. yes it's good uh, my grit is negative one all right so that'd be an eight minus one is seven oh then you took that stress mm-hmm. okay <laughs> yeah. yeah seven to nine exchange harm and choose one from the list deal extra harm Take less harm or take control of an object or position. I I don't really have any weapon other than my shock generator. So what is general hand to hand? Usually right? one harm. Yeah. Now, as luck would have it, what they have is a stun gun <laughs> in their All hands. Right. So it's a little unclear what it's going to do to you. But uh, yeah, what do you choose to do? I am going to say take less harm. Okay. So let's. Um, I'm going to give you a bonus on your uh, suffer harm roll. Okay. So go ahead and take a plus one to that. Let's let's see if you get off easy here. At the same time, you are trying to punch this person. Sounds good. That's an eight plus one is nine. Great. So GM chooses one from the list. So you go to punch them, and you give them a good clock, and they stumble back, but they're kind of like entangling with you, and you're you're kind of stuttering a little bit your movement because of the the stun you quickly shake it off but now you are sort of entangled with them and you've got a grip on their clothes and you've got their arm out to the side uh, it'll be tricky for them to use their stun pistol now so there you are engaged in fisticuffs elta off in the distance the way that you're racing you all of a sudden see this little cloud of blue electricity and then it's gone mm. Kennard, have I seen you do that before? Yes, several times. Okay. So I, I might recognize that blue cloud. You do recognize it. Okay. Although, I, although it, it does alert you to the fact that there's a few more trees and bushes out mm. in this area that you've gone further away from the city. Okay. What do you do, Elta? <laughs> I mean, I'm already going there about <laughs> as fast as I can. Do I want to try and surprise them or do I want to be really fast? I think probably... If I know Kennard's probably in a fight right now, and his message implied that too, I probably want my approach to be a little stealthier, because it seems like I'm kind of like in the last little bit of my approach. Yeah. Since I can see him in the distance. So they'd expect me to come from the direction of our last meeting point. Yeah, you can take it. Yeah, so at- I might try and come from behind and maybe look for a little more cover as I come in. And again, now that I've had the engine running for a little while, hopefully I've got enough battery to come in a little more quietly, too. Okay, I like it. I can say I'm trying to assess, though. Yeah, let's look to see if you can get some kind of advantage when you attempt to discern more. Uh, roll plus logic. Okay, plus one logic. And I need it. That's a seven. Whew. Okay. Ask one question. Okay. I think I know something that happened recently. I guess it's what can I use to my advantage. Yeah, um, that's great. You are, uh, yeah, you're making a smart approach, and doing just what you said, kind of uh, the, using some of the cover from the more of the vegetation and coming in from a slightly different direction. So, yeah, you'll get a bonus as you as you come in. Okay. You know, later. Yeah. So I'm thinking sort of what what do I see in this setup of like where yeah. where are people who's holding what weapon? So, let's cut to Canard and then you will see the action as it unfolds. Gotcha. What do you do, Canard? All right, so I would like to press my hand against the, the head of the individual I'm grappling with and say, 
I suggest that everyone stop what you're doing. At this range, my electric pulse can cause permanent damage. I love it. <laughs> Manipulate? Oh. Yes. Yeah, let's oh, do it. So... I don't even know if it's recharged yet. But it's... <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah. Okay, so manipulate is subtle, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Nine. They'll do it, but only if you give them supporting evidence, a compromise, or a favor first. I feel like you give them supporting evidence. Yeah. Would it um, would it satisfy the narrative needs if I add, if you believe my intent is to compromise your operation, you should realize that I've already had sufficient opportunity to do so, and I have helped you instead. Mm, that's good. All of a sudden, this person that you're holding kind of freezes for a moment and is sort of like holding up his hand with this pistol, drops it on the ground, and says, come on. Let's just not do this here. Behind you, Elta sees this figure get up and swing this rifle around where Kennard cannot see it. We're done. You're not quite sure if it's to you or to his partners, but uh, he's not struggling anymore. Then I'll step back and release him. Elta, so <laughs> this that's what you see. One, one of them is kind of like eased off. The other one is holding a rifle on Kennard. This third person is kind of still on their hands and knees on the ground, getting themselves oriented. So there's the one per- the, the person who was pulling their gun, They do they still have it trained on Kennard? Yeah. Okay. So this reptiloid with the long rifle is standing. They've got it up on their shoulder and aiming it to Kennard's back. But they're, they seem to be waiting. If I shoot them, I'll shoot Kennard. You're pretty, I want to drive someone. into them with my bike. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I think that's my like. That seems like way to get like specifically with the aim to like, like kind of drive into them and the barrel of their long gun to like yeah. redirect okay. it okay. is my plan. That seems like making trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And and I can also I can make trouble even if they're prepared. But I guess they're not prepared. Well, yeah, because the line says weapon holstered, and their Which weapon's out, but I don't know that anyone could be prepared for this. <laughs> they're so not prepared for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've got your faster-than-light moves, so um, even though this reptiloid is prepared, you can do make trouble. Roll plus daring. Okay, I'm daring, and I end up plus one for my assess. That's true. Yeah, take a plus one. Okay. Nice. Oh, so 11. On a 10+, plus, your target is caught off guard. You get what you want, or as close as they can manage. You can choose whether to deal harm or not. Mm. Okay, what I want to do is drive and not hit them, but grab their gun by the barrel <laughs> and take it. So cool. <laughs> and, like, you know, maybe knock them over as I pull it out of their arms if I can, but that's the, that would just no. be icing. I just don't want them to shoot. Yeah. Uh, what a great de-escalation. <laughs> I feel like no hostage negotiator would ever try it. Like, if you try just driving by and taking their gun, then they've got a hostage. I'm works great for me. This is like a comically long barrel to in my head. I don't know how long it actually you're is. You're driving underneath it? <laughs> well, no, just like I can kind of zoom by. Oh, and... This is great, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've managed to get surprisingly close behind them. The person on the ground, on their hands and knees, that is sort of over looking at you is still kind of like they're working their mouth but their muscles are still not quite there and you kick it in and the blasters go and the sudden noise startles everyone and you come swooping in in a slight curve and 
And as the skimmer like slides past them, you grab the barrel, just as you said, and it is strapped to the person. Uh-oh. So you pull them. You pull them. <laughs> does the thing? Does the strap break? <laughs> The strap does not break. You, you pull them like a good 10 meters, mostly in the air, and it sort of bobbles. They flip over the top of the skimmer, and they go crashing to the ground, both the rifle and them, and you basically have them at your mercy. Okay. Can I take the gun? Is that, like, yeah. within reach? Yeah. Okay. you got to hop off. I think I, I take the gun. I think I point it at them, and then I say to Kennard, I think it's time to go. I'll look at them and say, as we have fulfilled our part of the bargain, we'll be taking our leave now. And I'll walk over and I'll take the gun from you. Okay. And I'll tell them, if you want the gun back, we are going to drop it once we're 100 meters away from here. They're all looking at each other, getting to their feet, you know, hands where you can see them kind of. And they concede. It seems like a reasonable deal to them. (laughs) Be able to just get out of this. And yeah, great. What else? I'd like to... They've, you've just totally schooled them. Okay. So the human that had the laser pistol has gotten up from the ground, is dusting her hands off, and says to you, Maybe we've misjudged you, but let's just remind you that we know who you are, and we won't be expecting any more trouble from you. Is that right? I haven't given you any trouble. I got your friend where they needed to be. I'm just here to take my friend back far as I see it, you're the one who was going back on our deal. And the guy behind her, who's been checking his comms, says, I think she's telling the truth. Sounds like he's safe. Well then, I guess I'll just say thank you. That's a good start. And I'll get on the bike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they collect their stuff and they're hustling away. Okay. Yeah. I think we maybe message you heading back into town. I think I might send back we need to talk. Because then you run errands and then say, oh, we're coming back into town. Like, all this is sort of, mm-hmm. your facade has crumbled. So, you park the skimmer in a reasonably safe spot, I guess. Yeah. And as the two of you go to the door of this hotel, Chifchoff is also shuffling up a little tired looking, and yeah. you meet at the door. Hey, Chifchoff. Have a good night. Long night, huh? Yeah, us too. Sparking over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Chifchoff is a little out of it, apparently, because, uh, yeah, finally they just notice Canard. Oh, no. What happened? I could use some of your assistance when you have some time. Oh. Well, I can't wait to get in there. (laughs) 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 And the three of you climb to the second floor and meet up with Landon to share your escapades. Yeah, I'm leaning against the wall. Mm -hmm. Not particularly interested in escapades, perhaps. I think you can see that probably both my eyes are black. There's some extra bulk probably under my jacket. I don't think I'm wearing the armor. I took that off once they, like, I don't don't have my gun or anything. But my brow is knit. (laughs) Oh, everyone's coming back home, huh? You have a good night? What happened to you? 
it appears that we all had an eventful evening. I slept all night because there was a curfew, because there was a bombing. Oh. Yeah. And the bomb gave you black eyes? What happened? No, someone jumped me. I taught him a lesson. Canard, why do you have a hole in you? I got shot. Yeah, see, this is why we tell each other things. I messaged you. I messaged both of you. Chifchoff looks okay, right? Yeah. Chifchoff looks okay. Okay. When he crosses his arms and... Oh, yeah. Okay. So you were shot. Look, you have to... We're like a crew, right? Like... Yeah. We're, we work together. We help each other. Yes. Well, you asked where I was, and so I told you. Yeah, you didn't respond when I asked where you were during the curfew to make sure you were okay and not arrested. Well, I was ready to pull strings for you. I brought my gun. I just get a ping to some place in the desert. We were on our way back. I listened to your message, and we just... We ran into some complications, and that... Yeah, is that why you have a new helmet? Was to... That that was before that, uh-huh. but no, you, you're getting distracted. No, we just ran into some complications, and I had to focus on that, and I... I start looking at Kennard. I didn't want to wake you up. <laughs> you didn't know I was asleep. You didn't I, even care. I believe you told us to return because of the curfew, and we did attempt to return. It's not a curfew anymore. You missed the curfew. You're gone the whole time. You got shot. I I feel so much like a teenager right now. (laughs) That's how you're supposed to feel. (laughs) My parents are mad at me. (laughs) You know, Landon is older, and there's definitely a more parental figure. (laughs) I'm trying to make a point. This is what I'm here for. I have three broken ribs and two black eyes and a terrible headache, and you needed help, and I was there. I was going to... I was was trying to negotiate my way out of the city... Something I would have paid a decent price for, because I thought maybe the two of you were in danger. You seem okay, Elta, but judging by the caliber of the round that went through Kennard's chest, you could be bleeding out right now, and I wouldn't get to you in time. Well, we're we're okay. It's not the point. Yeah, I guess I do maybe want to try and read you. Like, you you seem really wound up right now. And, and you, you're normally wound up, but this seems more wound up. Yeah, Elton, you should read him. I'm not going to because I enjoy provoking him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Says Gennard out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, this is charge. I'm not going to interfere. I want to be understood. Okay, great. So read a person. When you read a person in a charged interaction, roll plus soul. Okay. Plus one soul. Okay, that's a seven. Okay. So you're going to ask one question. What's your character really feeling? Oh, I think Landon feels scared. Because he wasn't sure what was going on. And he was pretty beat up and didn't want something. I think maybe that's as much as you'll get for now. Okay. I kind of put my hand like on your arm. My arm's okay, so I'm not going to wince. But (laughs) but if you touched any other part of my body, probably. (laughs) And I'm like, we're back now. I'm sorry we were out of communication for so long. It seems like we have a lot of catching up to do on both ends. I accept your apology. (laughs) And then I'll reach out and I'll put my hand on your other arm and say, don't be concerned. 
if I had suffered a mortal wound, I would have transmitted their descriptions so you could take revenge. Revenge isn't super my style, but I appreciate that. But, you know, next time I'm happy to try and stop that situation. It's just, I, you don't have to leave me out of things just because I'm... It wasn't that we were trying to leave you out. Things just kind of got out of hand. Yeah. And, uh, that uh, happens. Just a question here. Mm-hmm. The connect move says when you share your burden with a crewmate. Yeah. Uh, ask them the following. So are you... It feels like it may be emerging as a burden that you're... Now that she knows I'm scared, I think that makes sense as a way to... Mm-hmm. We've kind of switched that fear. So yeah, I would say I'm being unburdened by a crewmate. So I guess I'm rolling the connect move then. So this is... I think we said we're meeting in Landon's room? I think this is in the sort of shared hallway outside of everyone's room. I'm not waiting for them all to come to my room. I'm heading them off before they get to their rooms. It's a classic parent-teenager move. A door opens up down the hallway, and this human sticks her head out and says, Can you please just take that inside? Some of us are trying to sleep. I just stare her down while I get hugged by my two friends. <laughs> In like one large sort of circuitous hug. It's not really a full hug, but like I've got one arm from each of them on either side. She just gives you this rude gesture with her arm and uh, goes back into her room. Mm-hmm. Let's go on the roof. Views better. It's still raining. There's an awning. This place does get rain pretty frequently, so. Okay, we can stand in the rain. Chifchoff, however, sort of interrupts you a little bit, turns to Canard and says, Why don't we get you checked out? All right. Just to make sure that there's nothing going to get worse. That sounds logical. And he sort of pulls you off. Yeah, the rain might not be good for you, admittedly, <laughs> with a hole in your body, but... Well, yeah, I'll go up to the roof with you and... Sure, we can look at the rain. Um... Yeah, so the two of you go up onto the roof. You can start to see the sun is coming up off in the distance, just barely making its way through the over the hills and through the clouds, but near you and toward the ocean are... Uh, thick gray clouds, and the rain is just coming down pitter-patter on the uh, flat roof. Landon's going to sit down. There's probably like a bench with some cushions or something under the awning. It's not the same when he slept in, because that feels weird. I don't know. Do you sit too? Do you stand? Yeah, I sit. I think I don't make eye contact with you. I just stare out into the rain. So we're going to do the connect move. Uh, When you share your burden with a crewmate, Ask them the following and come to an answer together. So three questions. Should I ask these? Because I should be asking the crewmate, right? Yeah, okay. Did my hard choices prioritize your drive? Have I shown you a new side of myself? And do I share an established bond with you? Mm. I mean, we don't have a formally established bond. No, we don't have a bond. I think that's an easy one. I think I've maybe seen the fact that you're really kind of scared about me. I think... I didn't realize how much you cared. Like, I knew you wanted to keep me out of trouble, but it felt maybe that's me seeing a little bit of a new side of you, mm-hmm. of this, this like, worry isn't something I think about. Yeah. As much as just, like, impatience and uh, frustration. But worry is maybe a little new for me. Okay, so that seems like a yes. Um, I don't know your hard choices. But by that, do you mean, like, your fight or 
It's tricky mechanically because basically I fought to get free of a bunch of guys fighting me, but yeah. like that's where I accrued all my stress. There wasn't a philosophical choice behind that. They just jumped me uh-huh. and I won. But I don't think the hard choices are specifically what accrues stress. Yeah. I think it's the places where I'm choosing between my drive and survival. Mm. And if I'm thinking about, if I'm embodying somebody else's drive better than I'm embodying mine, mm-hmm. then that's something to consider. If I'm putting aside my drive and working with you for yours instead. Mm-hmm. Leaving the hospital and like kind of going back on your own, I could see that as like... Yeah trying to reclaim some of your liberty or trying to do things on your own a little bit i could see though you're like really wanting to know where i am not feeling like liberty to me Mm. it sounds like maybe no it seems like you're not that doesn't seem like a place that you're you're feeling like yes on so yeah i'm not i guess i'm not sold on liberty as Mm -hmm. what you've been doing yeah. Sure. So I roll plus soul and take plus one for each yes answer. So you've seen a new side of me. Uh-huh. And I have plus one soul. So I'll roll with plus two. And that is double ones Oof. on the dice. Oof. I just cannot catch a break when it comes to relieving stress. You're not seeing eye to eye. Your companion tells you why your drive is not important. If they wish, they can take one stress and mark experience. You take one stress unless you pick one. Endanger your companion by taking reckless action to reaffirm your identity. Amend a line to make you less like them, or shift your soul stat down by one. Ugh, I knew that was going to go badly. Alright. Well, I'm not going to take stress, (laughs) I don't think, right now. looks out at the rain you know I don't really have a lot of family left and it's not something I take for granted but I grew up with an older sister and her job she described it was to keep me out of trouble and she mostly did except when I was too stupid to listen to her advice family is important to me and taking care of people if you're in a position to is an important way to live. And that's why I set out sort of on the path that I have. And when she disappeared, I knew that I needed to track her down. Yeah, I mean, family's tricky though. You're born with them and you're kind of stuck with them, but sometimes those relationships aren't worth it. Sometimes you, you need to just let people be who they are and do their own thing and I get that you want to take care of us and check in on us but you know sometimes we need to be free to make our own choices and trying to track people down can just drive them away I don't know I mean I don't know your sister I don't know her deal but I know with my family uh, distance is a good thing your family's not my family and you're not my sister fair enough I think I just keep looking out at the rain. Yeah, same. Oh, you stay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I stay and I look at the rain. Hmm. Well, Landon's going to sit there until you leave. Because yeah. he's petty. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I sit there for a couple more minutes and then maybe I go down to my room. Yeah, so tell me about the option you chose. Yeah, well, I'm at six out of eight stress. 
so I'm probably not going to take more stress. I think I'll shift my soul stat down by one to not take stress. Yeah, that's fair. I don't really think that I have a reason to amend my line mm -hmm. to make me less like you. I don't think you've convinced me of that, but I think you have made me consider whether this thing is important to me and whether it should be. Yeah. I mark experience. Do you? I rolled a two. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a miss. Good job. Thanks. Mark experience. I appreciate that. So, Kennard, Chifchoff has checked on you to just make sure there's no damage that's going to keep going on. But they are beaten. They have to go to bed. So, Chifchoff goes to bed, and I think, Elta, you said you were headed to bed. Yeah. I think one thing I take care of before I go to bed is I um, message the skimmer salesperson. My boss loved the ride, and I forward them the money for the bike from my winnings. Nice. Or buy the skimmer. Oh, I love this scene. You alone in your small hotel room, just kind of mulling it over and then pressing the buttons, yeah, making it happen. Uh-huh. Impulse by a little bit. but mm -hmm. And you get some messages back from this guy that has clearly been freaking out all night long. <laughs> <laughs> and you go back and, and you kind of realize in one of your folders in the messages, just like a, a bunch of messages that it get increasingly frantic. Oh. And then in all caps, pleading with you and begging and threatening. And, and then finally has some gap. And then you send the message. And within seconds, there's just, uh, he's obviously just overjoyed. I'm glad that Elta just doesn't text people back, and it's not just me. <laughs> I mean, you don't know this, you don't but... <laughs> I don't. It's just, it's reassuring to yeah. me as a player. All right. Canard? Yes? Shutting down for a rest period? Yes. Okay. Did you get your own room? Chifchoff probably invited you into their own room. Yeah. I'm probably just shut down so they could work on me without you know, worrying about interrupting any active systems. Okay. So, you're... But maybe lying on the floor over here. Oh. <laughs> and Chifchoff is underneath their bed, kind of curled up like they like to do. Oh, that's cute. So, Landon, it's pretty quiet around here. Off in the distance, you start to hear a little more traffic pick up as the city wakes up in the light of day. Mm -hmm. And you come back to your room or you just stay out there in the rain for... I think Landon will stay there for an appreciable amount of time and mull things over and maybe get some bad coffee or something. Well, actually, what is what is something that Landon... What's one of your comfort foods or favorite drinks or dishes? Oh, Landon hasn't earned that. Uh, I think he, From your past. I think Landon likes decent coffee, and I think this coffee is okay. Hold on a second. So you're out there deciding, yeah, maybe it's time to just get going with your day now. Yep. And you hear the creak of the door, and you smell coffee. All right. That's and promising. some footsteps come around the corner, and you see a familiar face. Look at you, Cray. It's been a long time, old friend. Miles Kasner. It's Miles Kasner. Oh. And he's got a cup of coffee in one hand, and in the other hand, he hands you yours. If I had a gun, I'd shoot him. But I don't. 
So I take the coffee. You look like slag. <laughs> Sorry. You sound like a four-year-old being like your butthead or something. <laughs> he is a butthead in my defense. <laughs> and so... It's it's a ritual. Hmm. He has a, a hat on in the rain and his shock of brown hair underneath it. His tall frame, his square jaw, and his easy smile. And he just grins after you make fun of him. I think I laugh a little too. What are you doing here? A contact in the hospital tipped me off that uh, there was a little fracas. Yeah, is that you're doing? <laughs> no. No, my friend. Let's enjoy our coffee and... Actually, it's a bit fortuitous to find you here. Because I'd like to make you a proposition. Down at the coffee. <sighs> All right. Mechanical or are they smart guns? Yeah. I don't know. They're silenced, apparently. (laughs) At least one of them is. Or it has a long thing on it. It's a big horn. (laughs) It's a toilet paper. Yeah, you thought those were guns, but they're just big (laughs) horns with flashlights that fall for it every time. Mm hmm.